0: Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today, we're delving into the extraordinary life of Jean Piaget, a Swiss psychologist whose groundbreaking theories on child development have deeply influenced education and psychology. Today marks the 31st anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the extraordinary early life Jean Piaget Part 1, The Formative Years, 1896-1918 to 1918. Jean Piaget was born on August 9, 1896 in the small Swiss city of Neuchâtel, nestled along the northwestern shore of Lake Neuchâtel. His family was intellectually stimulating, and his father, Arthur Piaget, was a professor of medieval literature at the University of Deuchatel. His mother, Rebecca Jackson, was an intelligent woman with a keen interest in literature and the arts. The home was a treasure trove of books, discussions, and intellectual pursuits, which would later play an immense role in shaping Piaget's own interests and curiosities. As a child, Piaget was incredibly curious about the world around him. The lake, the hills, and the creatures that inhabited these natural landscapes intrigued him deeply, often accompanied by his godfather, who was a director of the local Natural History Museum. Young Piaget would embark on amateur expeditions to collect fossils, plants, and insects. It was this fascination with the natural world that led him to publish his first scientific paper at the age of 11. A paper on an albino sparrow he had observed. Though it was a short note, it got published in a natural history journal giving him an early taste of the scientific discourse he would later enrich. Piaget's formal education was rooted in the University of Neuchâtel where he had initially studied natural sciences with a focus on zoology. It wasn't long before he developed a passion for philosophy particularly after reading the works of philosophers like Immanuel Kant. This intermerging of science and philosophy would come to define much of his later work. During his time at university, Piaget continued to excel academically while grappling with larger questions about human cognition, knowledge, and intellectual development. At the university, he was also exposed to early works in psychology, a field still in its infancy but undergoing rapid development. Influenced by the writings of Alfred Bennett and Sigmund Freud, Piaget began to envision a merger of biological and psychological theories to understand the processes of learning and adaptation. Although still an undergraduate, Piaget Piaget produced scholarly articles on various topics from mollusk taxidermy to the philosophical underpinnings of religious thought. Around 1918, after completing his doctoral research on classification of alpine mollusks, Piaget felt a growing need to venture beyond Switzerland and natural sciences. He had begun to question the mechanism models of learning that dominated educational thought at the time. His aspirations and questions led him to France, where he would soon turn his focus from snails and sparrows to the far more complex and infinitely fascinating landscape of the human mind. Part 2. The Intellectual Odyssey in Paris and the Birth of Genetic Epistemology, 1918-1936 In 1918, Jean Piaget crossed the border into France, settling in Paris to engage in postdoctoral research. Though initially isolated from his familiar Swiss surroundings, Piaget found solace and inspiration at the Sorbonne, where he delved into the emerging fields of psychology and philosophy. His interest in how humans acquire knowledge intensified, leading him to the laboratory of Alfred Binet, the pioneer of intelligence testing. Piaget was hired to help standardize intelligence tests for French children. Though the work was relatively straightforward, largely involving scoring and administration of the tests, Piaget observed something compelling in the incorrect answers provided by the children. While many researchers dismissed these errors as random or inconsequential, Piaget saw them as systematic and meaningful, indicative of the unique ways children think and perceive the world at different stages of development. Inspired by these observations, Piaget began to formulate the earliest versions of his theories concerning cognitive development. He shifted his focus from mere quantification of intelligence to the qualitative differences in how thinking evolves over time. To explore this, he conducted detailed, open-ended interviews with children, asking them to explain their reasoning processes. Returning to Switzerland in the mid-1920s, Piaget continued to deepen his studies on child psychology. Around this time, he coined the term genetic epistemology, a field of study focusing on the origins and development of knowledge. He also took up a position at Jean-Jacques Rousseau's Institute in Geneva, a position that allowed him the freedom and resources to further develop his research. It was during this period that Piaget introduced groundbreaking theories on the developmental stages of children, categorized into key periods the sensiomotor stage, the preoperational stage, the concrete operational stage, and the formal operational stage. He argued that children were not merely less competent thinkers than adults, but operated under entirely different cognitive structures and that understanding these structures could have profound implications for education and psychology. In 1936, Piaget published The Origin of Intelligence in the Child, which immediately garnered international attention. The work was groundbreaking, challenging long-held beliefs about children's cognitive capabilities and suggesting that they were active constructors of their own cognitive worlds, not just the passive receivers of information. <laughs> Part 3, International Recognition and Institutional Impact, 1937-1970 to The late 1930s, Jean Piaget had already gained considerable attention in the field of developmental psychology, but the post-war period would amplify his influence on a global scale. With Europe seeking to rebuild both physically and ideologically, Piaget's ideas found fertile ground in educational reform and psychological research. Piaget's role at the University of Geneva became increasingly significant during this period, turning it into an international hub for the study of developmental psychology. His research caught the eye of eminent academics across the Atlantic, leading to various invitations to lecture at American universities. One such instance was his delivery of the prestigious William James Lectures at Harvard University in 1952, which cemented his reputation in American academic circles. The 1950s and 60s were also marked by the institutionalization of Piaget's work. He founded the International Center for Genetic Epistemology in 1955, supported by the University of Geneva. This not only provided him with a platform for his own research, but also attracted scholars from around the world who were eager to study under him or collaborate on research projects. The center became a prolific source of articles, research papers, and symposiums that examined the crossroads of psychology, philosophy, and education, vastly expanding the reach and application of genetic epistemology. The period also saw Piaget delving into more complex subjects like moral development and social influences on cognitive birth. His seminal work, The Moral Judgment of a Child, published in 1932, gained renewed attention as educators and psychologists sought to understand not just how children learn, but how they develop a sense of right and wrong. Piaget posited that moral development, much like cognitive development, occurs in stages and is a result of the child's interactions with their environment. His work was increasingly applied in practical settings, influencing educational practices across the world. Piaget's principles started becoming the foundation for curricula that focused on experiential learning, problem solving and critical thinking, rather than note memorization. This shift was particularly evident in the wave of educational reforms, seen in Europe and America during the 1960s, which aimed to produce not just educated, but also well-rounded, morally conscious individuals. However, the global fame also brought about critique and debate. Researchers like B.F. Skinner, who were grounded in behaviorist theories, offered counterarguments to Piaget's cognitive approach. Meanwhile, colleagues like Lev Gotsky provided complementary perspectives that sometimes diverged from Piaget's views, particularly in the role of social interaction in cognitive development. Piaget welcomed such intellectual challenges, seeing them as opportunities for refining and expanding his theories. By the end of the 1960s, Piaget had received numerous awards, including the coveted Erasmus Prize in 1969, recognizing his contributions to European culture. Yet, he remained a humble academic at heart, ever committed to decoding the intricate puzzle of human knowledge and development. Part 4 The Final Years and Everlasting Legacy 1970 to 1980. As the 1970s dawned, Jean Piaget found himself at the zenith of his career. Acclaimed not just as a psychologist, but as a thinker whose ideas had influenced disciplines ranging from education to philosophy. Despite reaching the traditional age of retirement, Piaget showed no signs of slowing down. Instead, he remained as intellectually engaged as ever, furthering his theories and advocating for educational reform based on his developmental stages model. Piaget's writings during this decade were infused with a sense of urgency for a comprehensive educational transformation that would prioritize the cognitive and moral development of children. He also began synthesizing his life's work, capturing not only the breadth, but also the depth of his theories in books that sought to integrate his insights into a cohesive framework. His notable publications during this period, including The Grasp of Consciousness in 1976 and Adaptation and Intelligence in 1977. Simultaneously, Piaget continued to actively engage with the academic community. He became more involved in policy advisory roles and educational boards in Switzerland and across Europe. His ideas began shaping educational standards, and his methodology became a cornerstone for the training of educators. He also had a powerful influence on instructional design, shifting the focus from teacher-led instruction to student-centered exploratory learning. As much as Piaget was a researcher and educator, he was also a mentor and guide for many emerging scholars in the field of developmental psychology. The International Center for Genetic Epistemology, which he had founded, became a breeding ground for future thought leaders who continued to evolve and adapt Piaget's theories to fit new research and societal changes. In 1979, Piaget was presented with the Balson Prize, another significant international accolade honoring his lifetime contributions to child psychology. In his acceptance speech, he expressed his hopes for future research in cognitive development and reiterated his lifelong belief in the untapped potential of human intelligence and adaptability. On September 16, 1980, Jean Piaget passed away in Geneva, Switzerland. The news resonated globally, marking the end of an era in the developmental psychology. Tributes poured in from academic institutions, governments, and individuals who had been touched by his work. In 1983, the Jean Piaget Society was founded in Philadelphia, ensuring that his intellectual legacy would continue to thrive. Although Piaget departed from this world, his theories and frameworks remain integral to our understanding of human development. Numerous studies, critiques, and adaptations of his work have occurred in the years following his death. Proof of the enduring relevance of his research, educational systems worldwide have been influenced by his theories and his focus on the developmental stages of childhood cognition had become textbook material in psychology and education courses globally. Piaget's life journey was not just an exploration into the evolving landscapes of child psychology, but also a testament to the human spirit that seeks to understand the very fabric of consciousness and development. Even after his death, his ideas continue to provoke thought, drive research, and inspire generations of educators psychologists, and philosophers. Indeed, Jean Piaget's work remains a monumental intellectual edifice, influencing our approach to understanding the human mind and its capacity for knowledge, adaptation, and growth. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Jean Piaget, a pioneering Swiss psychologist. He's also who died today, September 16th. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of Jean Piaget looked like, please follow our Instagram, Who Period Die Period Today. Lastly, make sure that you rate us wherever you are listening and share with friends and family. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host Peter and thank you for listening.